Hi everyone, welcome to the Spencer Lodge podcast in partnership with Najahi Events, the incredible events company here based in the UAE. Today we are at Achieve the Unimaginable, a fantastic event with Tony Robbins. Okay, also Nick Vujicic, Prince EA and Alicia Keys. This really has been an epic event and I can't thank Najahi enough for putting on something as fantastic as this. But guys, if you see the events that Najahi do put out, just get, get, get tickets for them whenever you can because they do pull off some really, really awesome events. Not only have we got these guys speaking in the audience, just thought he'd come by and watch Sheikh Mohammed <laughs> and the Crown Prince Sheikh Hamdan are here as well. They just thought they'd pass by. Uh, and to have people as big as that in the audience, you know that this is an event that's going on the map in the UAE. Okay, that's that. Today's episode is with the incredible Prince EA. The guy's had over a billion views of his content online. He tells phenomenal stories. He started as a rapper, believe it or not. But anyway, I'm not gonna tell you everything about him. I've got to know him over the course of the last six months and he really is quite a character and someone that you just, you just get filled with positivity when you're around. So without further ado, let's get straight into the interview. Prince EA on the Spencer Lodge podcast. My man, Prince EA is here in the house. Good to see you. Yeah, good, good to, to see, see you too, buddy. Thank you for taking the time to come and talk to us. Had to, bro. Had to. Well, I had to get you on the podcast straight after I saw you on stage here at this Tony Robbins event. Now, I know that you're like known all over the world for what you do, but how did that feel up there? Oh, man. Listen, hadn't done an audience that big for many years. It was great. I mean, it's a stadium. Like, this is, it's not a conference related sustain yeah. so it's beautiful man and and the people were so energetically connected right like everybody would everybody seemed like you could feel it everybody seemed like they were on their path trying to better themselves and evolve and that's beautiful 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 um and i was i'm just humbled to be able to, to to speak and share some words with them do you get nervous before you go on stage yeah, yeah, yeah. Every because um, you're like cool as a cucumber. It's like it's like you are so cool when you're up there. I'm just I'm a nervous guy in general, man. I'm nervous talking to people and like, like <laughs> I'm just. But I, I go through it. I work through it, and you know, the longer you you do it, the more you're into it. It does go away, um, especially the more you connect and you get out of your own mind. Can you remember the first speaking gig you did in front of a crowd and how big that crowd was? Um, was it like a room full of 10 people or something? Speaking or, because you know I started out with music. And yeah, you were a rapper before, right? You want to do speaking or performing? I want to, uh, see, I, I look at two parts of you. I look at the music side, but I also look at the kind of like the poetry aspect yeah, of it yeah. that I lean into as well. So, so like the gigs that you do now, how, well, how, how long ago was the first one? Um, well, I started in universities. Okay. Speaking to like- A student union type. Classrooms and then schools high schools, colleges, yeah. Yeah. And so, oh, they're the biggest critics though. Like if you're going, they don't care, do they? They're, the, they're not diplomatically correct, or, or, you know. Hey, listen, I gotta tell you this story. <laughs> I've never told it before on camera at all, but I went to this one high school. Oh, this is when I was rapping. Okay. And uh, I don't know what I was thinking. So um, it was a high school and I was rapping. And I had, you know, I had some profanity in like the, 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 the verse and I had this, I was talking to, I was talking about how, you know, a lot of teachers, they don't care about the students, and which is true, 
but also the teachers at this school got offended and they got so mad at me. Uh, and I was like, it was it was a good learning experience. This was several years ago. So they they got mad at you at the school. They got mad at what did me, what yeah. did they do? I mean, did, they do obviously. I you weren't welcome to, back again. I had to go to the principal's office. <laughs> <laughs> talk, talk to this guy, man. Again? Yeah, yeah. I, but I was, you know, listen, I think I'm a good-hearted person. I don't mean to offend anybody, but sometimes I can get, this is what I learned, too. I learned a, a key. You probably know this very well. It's not what you say. It's what people hear. Mm. So anytime you speak, you also have to acknowledge your audience, and you have to understand where they're coming from. And there and how they're going to view what you say when you think about the, the, that journey as it began that in, in that music career and what it's come to now do you, do you look back and feel really proud of yourself as to where you are or do you think that you know you're just a few steps away from the the, the big climb you know how, how does it pan out in your mind it's all a dream to me you know and really I, yeah yeah very much so um i don't get shocked like i, I i'm a very almost insane person in the sense like there's nothing I don't think I can't do you know and I think serious success yeah I think a lot of successful people feel this way I saw Will Smith saying that too he's like I, I want to be the president I can do it and you just have to have this kind of illogical optimism I think but Gary Vaynerchuk says it's it's talent and it's hard work but you don't, you know, he said, there's no way in the world I'm ever going to be, you know, uh, a, a baseball, a basketball player. He said, you know, I'm five foot ten. He goes, I'm never going to be a basketball player. You know he says, sometimes there's some things you can't be. Yeah, well, it's a limiting belief. I mean, the smallest basketball player was five foot three, Muggsy Bogues. He's in the Hall of Fame. So, I mean, if you train, if you work hard enough, you could absolutely do anything you want to do. I mean, he probably can't now. I mean, he's like 50-something, right? Like Gary Vee. I mean, he might. <laughs> he's still white. <laughs> I hope you're watching this, Gary. He still might. I think he's 43, but anyway. Okay, okay, okay. But uh, he could coach. He could be a good coach. He could be a good coach, yeah. <laughs> so when, 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 when you think about the age groups that you connect with, there's an audience in there of all nationalities, all religions, um, and, and, and all ages. Who do you find? Like, oh, I've watched Nick, Nick Vujicic, yeah? And I, and I feel he connects with younger people, far more, even, even like almost like teenagers, much more because of the message he has, because he's telling the story about him predominantly when he was a kid. Who do you connect with the most, do you reckon? You know, it's funny because I've got messages from people from 8 to 80, and on, it's, it's different on platforms because on YouTube, which is a much younger audience, like the younger people are, are there, like the teenagers, high school, younger college, but on Facebook, it's like the older, so I get messages from older people. But generally my, my I'm like 16 to 24, like if you look at the analytics. Um, so, and that's something I mean, that's just like kind of where I am too. Um, I speak to that, I speak to issues that the youth go through, um, whether it's anxiety, depression, stress. Mm -hmm. I've done videos on bullying, you know, so a lot of these topics resonate with that, the people going through it. Now, a couple of questions on this whole making videos. Your videos are like mini movies. 
Uh, they, they really are. And I know when I, when I saw you last, you were going off to film one. And I said to you, how often do you film a video? Yeah. You know, well, sometimes I film three in a month and sometimes it's one every three months, you know. Yeah. So obviously the, there's the idea that's where you start with and then you've got to storyboard it out and then you've got production. And they are like mini movies. There's a whole crew, big crew of there. Yeah. So when you film, how many people are in that environment at that time? Have you got 20 people? You've got a proper crew there or is it... Three guys on camera and a couple of guys on sound. What do, what do, what do you set up do you have? Depends, man. Like, it depends on the concept. Like, so for instance, the video I did, Dear Future Generation, Sorry. Yeah. It's about three, four people on set. Budget was maybe like $5,000. Video got over 100 million views. Then you got a video I did a couple of years ago called um, I Suit the School System. Mm-hmm. Well, this was, you know, sponsored video, over six figure budget, 50 people on set. Um, so it, it varies, you know, uh, the, the, the amount of people is dictated by the concept, mm-hmm. but I do like to keep things lean and not have too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, and I'm there too. Like I'm there, like I concept every video, mm-hmm. but I'm not like directed and produce. Like I try to, I try to get my, my crew, which is about three, four people. Um, and if we need other, you know, PAs and help, they'll come in and, but I, I, I keep it lean. I keep the crew very lean, ideally. And people, people look at your stuff. Obviously, there's a massive, massive amount of people that are consuming your content. And that, that for many young people, is, is a dream. You know, anybody that's selling something, it's like, you know, if I could get that many views, that many hits, that many likes, if I get that much engagement, then you know what? I'm going to sell X of whatever, or as Grant would say, 10X of whatever I do, yeah? But that's not actually what you're doing, because I, I watch and being involved in social media myself, I, I'm spending trying, time trying to analyze where you make your money. All right? And with respect, you, you do make money because you're in business, you know, like everybody has to. Um, and you're, you, don't, you don't have an end product that you're selling. So it's not just like this, this big thing that's going on with, oh, by the way, buy my little thing underneath here, which you see an awful lot. So if somebody wants to aspire to be like you, and I know there would be loads of people that would, how would they make a living out of doing what you do? Mm. Mm. Yeah. Um, so I actually st- I started out and I mean, I had to get a regular job, right? Like I had to, I was actually a mascot for like companies and stuff. And was, were you? Yeah. What were you, like a dinosaur? Yeah. What? I mean, I was everything from like- Banana? Monopoly man. To- were you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine you as that. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> I used to have to walk with a sandwich board up and down the high street in England. <laughs> yes. I felt like a right idiot. Someone asked me to be a banana once, and I was just like, no, I won't be a banana. <laughs> you gotta start from somewhere, man. But when you, when you create something that you're in alignment with, full alignment, and it's serving, money's gonna come, you know? Henry Ford said, business, a business devoted to service will have only one worry when it comes to profits. They will be embarrassingly large. And when he said this, I didn't I don't think he just meant profits monetarily, but the wealth that comes in the service itself, the spiritual wealth that comes. The when you're when you're serving, when you're in alignment, you're gonna be more creative and you're gonna be in your flow. And so the money, the finances, it's just a byproduct that happens um, after 
I think you just back to Gary Vee. He says, give, 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 mm-hmm. give, give, jab, 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 ask. Yeah. yeah. Right? So I don't think there's anything wrong with selling. I think selling is, you got to do it. People sometimes, if they don't invest anything, they won't, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going to be the natural eventuality of what I do is selling a product, but I hadn't gotten to that level yet, which I'm working on, but I didn't get to that level because I felt like, um, I wasn't ready to give people that thing that I could really stand behind, that, that valuable thing that could really transform them and really help them, really serve them. Um, and I wasn't in a rush either, you know. So you don't need $8 billion to be happy, you know. Studies show you only need 70K, you know, depending on where you live. But happiness, you hit a ceiling, you know. After you get a certain amount, you your level of happiness doesn't really move much. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a minimalist. I don't need much um, to be happy. So I, don't, I ain't got to sell much. I ain't got to always ask for something. Mm-hmm. So I'm just doing my thing and I'm very happy doing it. Well, you say jab, 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 a right hook as Gary does, but you, you just keep jabbing. <laughs> I guess so, man. That's going to be some almighty right hook when it comes, isn't it? <laughs> now you think about it, though. Mike Tyson, yeah. Is that there's a lot of people out there that that look at social media nowadays, and you know we see it as 15 years old. You know, 15 years old Facebook. You know, and you see uh, people say, "Well, it's too late for me." Hmm. And or I'm too old to use it as a tool to get my message out. And I'm a 49 year old guy that four years ago got on the, the journey of starting to produce content. And um, my, my content for the best part of six months was horrific. For the second 18 months was just slightly less than horrific. But at least I was, I was on the journey. You know, I, I'd convinced myself of the value of it. A lot of people say it's too late. But then you take something like TikTok. Mm. And TikTok's got 500 million users. Mm. And it's not been around for an awful long time. Obviously, it's, it, it, it was musically before, and the kids are using it, and you know my kids are all over it. When I see the people that are smart, the people that do predict, and you brought Gary Vee up, he's like, "Get on TikTok now, yeah." Mm-hmm. I'm on TikTok. Are you on TikTok? And do you think people need to get into that space soon, or will it be another regret that they have that they didn't get there soon enough on another one of these platforms? Yeah, man, no, people always have an excuse. Um, yeah, the, the first mover effect is, is powerful. Like when you can actually get on and be early, it's great. You have a tremendous advantage um, over anybody else who wants to come in. But also like, listen, I always tell people, you're really one video away from everybody, from like millions of people knowing you. You're one video away. Um, I think Mark Zuckerberg used to say, you, you only get to be right once. You know, like, like if you spend time learning and creating a piece of content that doesn't do well, you learn from it, you collect the data, you keep keep learning, you keep trying to figure it out. I think you get, you get exposed on Facebook or YouTube or any platform, but you gotta make sure you what you're doing is of value and of service and emotion is big too especially when it comes to videos, you have to have a, um, an emotional <clears throat> spark, um, an emotional surge in the content. Mm. It's a little secret, little hack for people because uh, we're emotional beings, right? We're not logical. We don't care anything about numbers and stats. We care about emotions and feelings. We rationalize it with logic, but we make decisions based on emotion. Mm-hmm. So we create viral content. Um, you definitely want to create an emotional piece 
it comes from the heart. Mm-hmm. It comes from your heart. Put facts in there too, but make it come from the heart. And yeah, just long story short, you can be successful on any platform, but you got to make sure you're being authentic. Authentic, taking people on an emotional journey. That makes some total amount of sense. Coming back here before we finish up. Najahi have put this event on. Okay, mm. you. I, I met you at a previous at event, a pre- yeah. yeah, where Lisa Nichol was speaking. Yeah. And so, Lisa, Lisa inspires you. Yeah, she's, she's great. Like, yeah, she's awesome. She tells that she speaks in a way that that some bloke from the East End of London can never speak. She's huh. she she orates she story tells <laughs> in, in such a way you just can't do a Lisa Nichol. It's yeah, just, yeah, you, yeah. you can't impersonate her, can you? She's just she's one of those one of a kind characters. Yeah. <laughs> when when you look at other people over the years though that really inspired you, you know, and, and people that you thought, I want to be like him, or if only I could be a bit like him or her. Who, who, who came into your mind or who comes wow. into your mind? Wow. Um, I mean, when it comes to um, speaking, I mean, I, I've listened to like the greatest speeches from Winston Churchill to Obama to Martin Luther King. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, all, like just understanding and learning the JFK, like, how they spoke, um, the cadence, the alliteration, the, the, the techniques that they use in their speeches. You must have really it. studied this though, because I've heard you say this quite a bit, you know. Did, did you like over and over and over consume the same, same type of content to try and get that kind of underlying? It wasn't like, um, it wasn't that manufactured and that like just, I wasn't driven like that. Um, it more just happened. Like I just enjoy speeches, and I enjoyed like okay. learning about how they communicated these speeches, and rappers too, right? Like, I mean, you want to talk about wordplay and how to use language. I mean, you gotta listen. You gotta look at hip hop. Mm-hmm. You know, guys like um, you know Fonte, uh, uh, Jay Z. Mm-hmm. You know, like study how they use language, mm-hmm. how they use metaphor, simile, alliteration, um, puns. It's his brilliance. It was good listening to on Netflix. Letterman was with Jay Z. Okay, did, did, I didn't see that. Did you see that? Uh-uh. I thought Jay Z became became everything that I'd hoped he he would become mm. for me mm. in in that interview huh. because it, it's that he, he breaks apart the myth. Okay, but he just talks so eloquently. He's got such a great choice of words, and mm. um, and 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 just and again, like you say, cadence—the way he just delivers everything—it's yeah. just very cool. It's all about delivery, man. That's that's another thing I realized too. Like Lisa Nichols, it's all—it's not about what you say; it's about how you say it. Yeah. Um, Roger Love, I, I believe, is his name. He was the voice coach of singers. Tony Robbins, actually, his voice coach. And he says 95% of what people actually receive, it's not about the words that you say, but it's the, the, the emotion of how you say it. Mm-hmm. So the delivery matters. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have an extra good delivery if it's coming from an authentic space, mm-hmm. you know, which is why Lisa Nichols is so good, which is why Martin Luther King was so good, because they, they spoke um, from a place of reality. Um, and so I, I, I love learning about these different tools and strategies and tips that all these speakers use to communicate ideas. Uh, but I think just to reiterate the foundation um, has to be authenticity and heart. 
And that shines through so much. I mean, we're sitting in a room. We've got I mean, Khalid Alamari over there with us as well. He's great. You're great. Jay Shetty's great as well. Who's the dude that does that? This, this one minute, see you tomorrow. What's his name? Nas. Nas, yeah? You, I wanted you for and it's just like, that's wow. it. That's, everything you want is within the four of you. It's like, <laughs> yeah, just, just learn, just, mm. just, just consume. Mm. All right. Um, we need a whole thing with all the, like, the, the people on social media. I love that. Najahi needs to like... Yeah. That would be super cool. Wouldn't that be cool? And you all just came and you told your story. Wouldn't that be cool? If you all came and told your awesome. stories. Be awesome. Because everyone you said, all four of us are Facebook creators first. Hmm. Really, are you? All the social media platforms. I mean, Princey is the largest platform. It's on Facebook, yeah. All of us on Facebook. <laughs> That's mad, isn't it, when you think about it? Mm. We've got, we've got to do that. Right? Do we're, gonna, we're going to try and make that happen. See, because we've got such a great period of time now with the weather being much cooler. Do you like it here in Dubai? It's great. Yeah? It's great. One of my favorite places. Um, great people, too. I, I judge a country not by the weather or land, but the people, you know. And it's so so many good people here. There is indeed. Yeah. Like, like you, man. It's like been, you. It's been great catching up with you again. Spence. Hopefully we can have some dinner before you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, uh, for sure. Thank Let's you so much for coming on the show. Guys, uh, Najahi's sponsors this podcast and they get people like him to talk to people like me and I'm very grateful for that. But anyway, for now, we'll catch up with you soon. The amazing Prince EA. The amazing Spencer. <laughs> Take care. So there you have it. What a great interview with the awesome Prince EA. He tells such fantastic stories. He really is a great storyteller. And, and I think even when he's talking to me, a guy that he's got to know, he still has that way of just delivering that message. What does he say? It's not what you say, it's how you say it. That message is so important if it's positioned the right way. And he's clearly nailed that. Great to see what he's doing. Great to see where he came from. And great to see really how he goes about thinking about what he does as a business too. So some insights there that you would have probably not heard of before. So hopefully enjoyed it if you want to see other content that i've produced guess what click up there and you can see other podcasts but if you want to see the whole lot and subscribe which i want you to do come on you can do it click up there subscribe and you can see every episode coming directly to your device whenever you want it to and uh yeah just get it in take it in soak it in and have some fun with it